Before we begin today, just want to uh, remind everyone, first off, number one, letter A, I am not a therapist. So take everything I say with a grain of salt. I try to present my uh, life experience, so that way hopefully you can learn something from it or glean something, and who knows what. But it's it's certainly not medical advice. And also, if you have any questions, comments, want to send me anything, please no, no pictures of naked people. And that would be appreciated. It is more than a drunk at gmail.com. Again, more than a drunk at gmail.com. Or on Twitter, same handle at more than a drunk. And away we go. Is it okay to drink non alcoholic? substitutes of beer, wine, liquor, whatever. I've seen this question posed around on uh, numerous support groups online lately. At first, I, w- I was thinking, you know, that an action when, when I started my, my road uh, to sobriety, I was thinking the same thing that, you know what, maybe I, c- I could replace the flavor. So I still get the flavor, but not the alcohol with, you know, with O'Doul's or, or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm sure you can find ones that taste good. And at the time, I was like, well, yeah, I, I, I've tried it before, and it tastes really awful. So I don't really want to try it now. And as I've thought more and more and more on it, uh, non-alcoholic beers are, are certainly something that I will not be taking a part of. It, I mean, ultimately, you know, non-alcoholic beers is, is what? Beer-flavored somewhat alcohol-free liquid. And I guess they have non-alcoholic wine, which I isn't isn't that Welch's? Am I wrong there that, you know, you go out and get a a bottle of Welch's grape juice and that would be non-alcoholic wine? And and maybe it's just, you know, they put differing amounts of sugar. Who knows? And I suppose, you know, if you could replicate you know, the different flavors of the different, you know, like, like Pinot Noir and Cabernet. And I, I was never a wine guy, so I'll just stop there before I fully embarrass myself. The, the addiction to the alcohol isn't, isn't necessarily just, you know, just related to the, um, the drinking of it and getting drunk. You know, for, for some people, it's, it's just I'm going to get blackout drunk and that's just how it's going to work so I can forget X, Y, and Z. Uh, for myself, it was, you know, I want to get a certain level of drunk. Um, so that way my brain operates better. I've since learned that that's not really true. You know, going into the liquor store and looking at all the beers and all those kind of things, that, that, that was, there was some fun to that. You know, you see, what, see what's in season now, see what's going on. You know, as fall comes, you get Oktoberfest you know, and all those kind of things. If you're getting non-alcoholic beer or wine or whatever it is it's going to be in that same area right to where you know it's not like it's in the completely opposite you know it's not like it's next to mountain dew and pepsi no it's next to bud light and and whatever else so when you pick it up it's you're the, the temptations there you know that you know two boxes over i could just grab that one and then it's just a happy little accident. Oh, I, I, I goofed up. Well, I bought it now. Might as well drink it. And then you're in that slippery slope, and all of a sudden you're 10 beers in and drunk. 
and then you wake up the next morning and it's like, oh God, what the hell did I do? So for me, in, in that aspect, that that's certainly not worth it. I, I, I do my, my damnedest to stay out of liquor aisles in the store. Because I, I just, I, I don't need that added temptation to, to tr- you know, to, to, to let evil brain take over. And, and all of a sudden now, you know, I, like I said, I'm, I'm drunk. Worst case scenario, you know, you, 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 you buy it, you get in your car in the, in the parking lot and you crack two or three of them right there. Now you're driving drunk. And so that's, that to me, you know, the risk outweighs any sort of reward that there might be with getting NA beer. And, and I understand for some people it's, you know, they, they go to a social function and there's beer there. They don't want to be the oddball out drinking juice or water or whatever it is. You know what? Own it. You know, it, it, I, I saw a quote the other day or someone, someone told it to me or whatever. But, you know, what, what other people think of you, number one, is, is none of your damn business. And number two, let them think it. You know, give them something to talk about, as, as that song says. So in this, in this case, I mean, you're, you're doing the same thing that led you down to the path to where now you're saying, oh, shit, I have lost control and I need to quit drinking. You're letting basically peer pressure influence what you drink. And, and to those people out there that will think negatively of you uh, for drinking uh, uh, water versus a beer, they can go screw themselves. They're, they are not people that you want to have as a friend because they, 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 you know, they, they will team up with evil brain and you will be, you know, six months will go by and you're like, oh, God damn, what the hell happened? And so, and, and I, I, you know, I get it. Trust me, I, my mind thinks of what other people are thinking of me all of the time. But over time, I, I constantly, constantly remind myself that, you know what? I'm glad they're thinking about me. That means I'm important to them. They're maybe insecure about what I'm doing. You know, maybe me drinking this glass of water here reminds them that they drink a little bit too much. Lord knows, you know, when, when I was drinking, there was, there were certainly a lot of times to where I would, I would have a beer and I would feel guilty like oh damn it here i go drinking again and so yeah if they're going to judge you let they're, they're going to find something else to judge you about anyway anyway kind of back to uh the topic at hand uh so so non-alcoholic drinks in, in you know when we look at addiction what is it you know you, you can't quit what which what you're using so you can't quit booze you know you you have this Im- tremendous desire to consume it and then there's also the physical need you know to where your brain is sitting there it needs that alcohol to be able to have the dopamine to to function that night so some of recovery is is retraining your brain to make the right amounts of dopamine and serotonin and all that other stuff without the alcohol and so to me, and I have no science behind it, behind this next statement, but to me, it seems that going to the, the liquor aisle and picking up a something that looks like beer and taking it home, drinking it, your mind is, is, is building up through every step of that process. It's building up, building up, building up to this ultimate reward, and then it's not there which to me seems to make, it, it seems like it would make the cravings more intense. Because now your brain's sitting there thinking like, oh God, I just, I just had a beer and I didn't get near as much alcohol. 
Because a lot of these N.A. beers still have trace amounts of alcohol in them because they brew the beer and then they remove the alcohol. So there's still some floating around in there. So your brain's getting getting a little bit, you know, it, it's it's like giving a crack addict, you know, just a, a couple, I, I have no idea what crack is really. But giving a crack addict just a little bit of crack and, now, and you know, and they're like, oh, God, now I need I need more, I need more, I need more. And, and you hear stories about that, you know, where dealers... You know, the, the, the first hit, the first hit is on me because then you're addicted and now, now you're going to keep coming back to me. To me, any, any beers, it just, it, it screams your evil brain, like your evil brain joined up with other evil brains to create a, a, a product designed to trick you into buying something that you don't, that you don't actually want, but evil brain wants, and it sure as heck wants you to buy it. Because I mean, if, 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 if all of the experience is, I should be getting alcohol out of this. And all of a sudden your brain's saying, I'm not getting as much alcohol as I think I should be getting. Then it's going to start, you know, it's going to start wanting you, instead of grabbing the O'Doul's, it's going to be, let's grab the Bud Light. I just had a thought in my brain. I was, I was going to say this, you know, the show is not sponsored by Anheuser-Busch. And how I, I, any alcohol support thing that is sponsored by a beverage company, a beer company, liquor, spirits, whatever. Uh, that seems like a support thing that I would not want to be a part of. It seems like some conflicting in- interests. I get, you know, that like um, InBev is what it is now for Anheuser-Busch. You know, they, they, they want to donate money because it looks good to, to help support alcoholics. But at the same, anyway, back to the topic at hand. Another potential negative against non-alcoholic drinks is it, it, I've seen this before to where you know like a 12 pack of a non-alcoholic beer will have you know they'll, they'll have the labeling on there that's non-alcoholic and all this stuff and maybe there's only three or four of those or six of those that are non-alcoholic and the rest are alcoholic and I'm sure someone in the marketing department was like hey you know if this way you know everyone can have the same looking bottles and no one feels left out and that this way the the drunk and the non-drunk can enjoy each other together and all this kind of stuff. And that, that, that just, that is pure evil. Cause I, I've heard people say, you know, they buy it and, and they're, you know, they're not thinking about it. And then they just grab them out of the, out of the box or whatever, out of the fridge. Don't look at it and take a drink. And, and next thing you know, they're like, Oh shit, I'm getting a buzz. Oh crap. And then it's in the, I, I need to record an episode one of these days of, if you slip and drink, do you reset your counter? I have a great number of thoughts on that. I think I need to pull them together. Anyway, uh, I get back to the topic on hand. Ultimately, for me, the non-alcoholic drinks are 100% totally and utterly not worth it. Especially, I, I've gotten to the point now that with my sparkling waters... Like I almost get kind of the same sense of relaxation when I open the first one after work that I did when I was drinking. But in this case, it is slightly flavored, slightly carbonated water. You know, no calories, no sugar, anything like that. And I, I drink way too many of those. I, I will say that much. But again, it's 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 flavored water so it's it's not really doing any harm and that's and that's one of those things it's it's interesting with with mental health and addiction and all those kind of things it's 
the, the, the key question is, it, it does it have a negative impact on your life? Right. So if you're drinking three, four, five beers a night and, and you think the answer to that is, is no, one, you should probably reassess how much you drink and how much of an impact it does have on your life. Because I'm sure it's, it's, a lot, it's a lot greater than what Evil Brain is, is letting you believe. But two, if that's the actual case and, and you can legitimately quit for six months with no issues, you know what? More power to you. There's some of us out there that can't do that. And, and for, for us, I, I would say, you know, avoid, especially when you're new and in, into recovery, uh, avoid the NA beers because that's just, you're, you're just, you're walking into the viper pit. You know, if this were, if this were the Bible, you'd be walking into the you know into the den of Satan, and Satan will be there to tempt you in the desert. For forty days, he will tempt you with food and women and and shelter and all these kind of things. Which I mean, honestly, doesn't sound that bad. You know, you, you want to take me out to where I don't have to deal with other people for a month and a half and give me food and shelter and women. You know, that's that sounds appealing. But the problem with, with going into the liquor aisle is, and probably the, the problem with, with that example of Satan as well, it is not that far of a distance from sobriety to now you've fallen off the wagon. And the wagon is bumpy enough the way it is. You don't need to, you know, you, you don't need to be trying to, to, to balance on stilts while you're riding the wagon. And to me, that's, that, that's what the non-alcoholic beverages you know non-alcoholic beers are you're riding stilts while you're riding on this god-awful bumpy wagon and and you're expecting yourself not to fall off i saw uh when, when i was reading up on this one i, I saw somewhere like only eight percent of alcoholics or four percent it was some ridiculously tiny number of alcoholics uh successfully quit on their first attempt and for me it, it took um, it took two attempts for sure. And then it depends what, how you want to clarify, you know, a year of trying to cut back somewhat unsuccessfully. So I, I, I think if, if I were to start and, and I, right now I do, I do my best to avoid liquor aisles. My wife, thank, thank God supports me. Uh, cause, cause I've heard horror stories about people, you know, their, their, their wives, their wives are right there with them down in the mud, rolling around drinking. And then they, you know, the husband or and vice versa it works both ways uh, i'm just going to use this example for now you know they, they send the husband out to get them more more booze and then they'll they'll get rip roaring drunk right in front of their husband who's trying to quit to those people if you're listening god help you uh shoot me an email sh sh share your share your experience with me see in any tips or suggestions you have for fighting through that and it it I'm sure it, there's plenty of times to where that lack of support has led even to divorce. So, so, so think about that before, before you hop into drinking N.A. beers or grape juice disguised in a wine bottle. And I'm sure they, they charge a pretty penny for that grape juice in a wine bottle. But before, but before you jump in there, just realize there are people out there that are so horrifically addicted to alcohol you know, they'll, they'll throw away marriages, jobs, and, and you may even be in that same boat to where that has happened to you in the past. So why do you even want to go close to something that has done that to you in the past? It's, it's not going to cure your craving. Your taste buds will adjust to something else. 
and it, and if 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 other people judge you negatively for for not drinking alcohol, they can go screw themselves. I mean, this this to me sounds like if you're a heroin addict, and the only thing I know about heroin is that you inject it, and there may be other ways. I'm sure there's other ways of doing it, but that's anyway. It would be like if a heroin addict took a needle and filled it with saline that they got in a stash with heroin bottles right next to, you know, bottles of heroin right next to the bottles of saline and said, oh, this is fine. This is normal. This is okay. I will, n- I will never have an issue with this. I mean, you, you, damn, know, you damn well know what's going to happen. He's going to end up instead of, well, you know, just this one time I can, I can grab the other bottle. I can grab the bottle of heroin and inject that. No, no, it won't be just that one time. You're, you're falling off the wagon. You're going to be down there rolling around for a while. So best advice is to stay on the wagon best you can. If you need to, grab someone else for support before you fall off. Sure as hell, sure as hell don't get on those stilts that evil brain put on the wagon and try and balance on those. That is, that is going to lead a, to, a, to a bad, bad time. I'm not sure what that voice was, but I did it. Which also makes me think, you know, with with that heroin example, heroin addicts who are also diabetics who need to inject insulin. Again, same thing. You know, with the spouse that that drinks along with the recovering alcoholic, what sort of personal hell do they go through every time they pick up that needle and have to inject themselves? Because it, 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 it's, you know, it, it's something that they have to do to stay healthy, but at the same time, it's it's also an activity that has you know led them down, led them down dark and scary paths before. You know, and, 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 and take those take those kind of examples, you know, as, as as strength for yourself through through this journey. You know, you will never, you know, you may never fully understand what those people are going through. And and you may think that those people going through god awful times somehow minimizes what you're going through. And and it doesn't. Right? It, it's you know, they're going through what they have to go through, you're going through what you have to go through. But I, I know for myself knowing that that kind of stuff exists out there and and looking looking at their examples allows me to then remind myself that if they can go through that and have a good outcome i can go through what i'm going through and have a good outcome right it, it's just it's something to give you that strength you know it's eating your wheaties in the morning the wheaties aren't going to make you michael jordan but at least then you have food in your belly and you can you can perform the best you can to answer my initial question no and to me, it's it's not okay, and I would advise for you, it's not okay to drink NA beers, NA wine, anything that looks, acts, breathes, you know, it acts like a duck, quacks like a duck, avoid it. Ducks are evil. In this case, it's it's far too close to the real thing for me to ever, ever want to, to drink it. Plus, you know, the one time I did drink it, it, it tasted like complete garbage. I will I will happily pick up my Costco brand sparkling water and down that. Down two, three, four, I'll down ten of those. Take a nap in the middle of the afternoon in the middle of something super important before I before I try some NA beer. So with that, good luck to you. Uh hopefully this was a you were able to, to get to get some sort of uh lesson out of today. I, I think I think the biggest lesson, at least that, that I take away from this is Again, if if you're walking if you're walking down the street, and you know there's that one house there that if you go into it they're gonna rob you blind. What are you gonna do? You're gonna avoid that house. It's the same with the liquor aisle, or the beer aisle. 
and the, and the non-alcoholic versions of those. If, if you try those, they, they may not rob, rob you blind, but they're sure going to try. And evil brain is going to do everything it can to help them. So, so stay away from it. it uh, it's not, not anything that you need. Uh, there, there are certainly far, far better other options out there. So with that, uh, I bid you adieu. Remember, for today, I will not drink with you.